Hi, everyone, and welcome again to another episode of Faith and Purpose Podcast. I have a very, very special guest today. She's a national speaker, an entrepreneur, a best-selling author, the founder of the Wholeness School, which is an umbrella of the women's school, the men's school, and many other schools she'll tell you about, where she provides skill set training to women to help them build their self-worth and to men as well. She has coached women for over 20 years on mastering the skill they need to expand their dreams and cultivate a life of meaning. She gets women on a deeper level, essentially, and she has helped wonderful women all across the globe. Welcome to the podcast, January Donovan. Thank you so much. I'm so grateful to be here. It's an honor. Thank you for having me. Absolutely. Thank you for accepting the invite. So we'll just get started. Tell us a little bit about yourself, your business, and one fun fact about you that the listeners um, or (sighs) people watching may not know about. (laughs) Tell me about myself. So I am am a mom of eight. Um, I think is the fuel in which drives me actually to build this business. I started out just passionate about training women because I was the untrained woman who suffered for it. Mm. And I met a mentor my earlier years in college who said my freshman year, she said, January, let's design you. And I remember wow. laughing and I'm like, oh, I, I have no idea what you mean by that. And, and so um, for the next three and a half years, she helped me develop the mindset and skill set to design the January Donovan. Uh, that really, truly what I felt like our Lord was constantly calling me to. And so I've really used so much of that gift and really went on to study, um, you know, women's self-worth, how to grow ourselves to become who we're created to be using mindset and skills of training. And so I've trained women for more than 20 years. We're in 40 countries oh, wow. now. We, I, 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 I did it for free for 15 years because oh, wow. I was passionate about passionate, it. Passionate, yeah. And uh, my husband said, asked me one day, and he's in business, said, Jane, you want to reach thousands of women or millions? And of course, mm. I, I, you know, I was so passionate about what I did yeah. because of what I received that I said, of course, millions. And he said, then you have to build a business around it. So mm. three and a half, oh, I guess almost four years ago, we built a business around the women's school, which now trains women to actually build business on training other women to a life of Amazing. 40 countries wow um, we you know i i i always say i'm a teacher i started yeah. a teacher and i didn't realize i would have to be building a business but um it's an honor to do the work that i'm doing so it's um, a blessing that you're reaching all these women impacting their lives you know um and there's just a follow up question you you seem like you're a woman on a mission right tell us a bit more about your mission how the journey started and why women empowerment yeah i find that my mission was born out of my own wound mm. our wounds become the compass towards our contribution and absolutely of pain, didn't know myself. I didn't like myself. I, I think I was probably the right word was that I was disgusted with who I was. And mm. I feel like I wasn't alone in my journey. And so women today are suffering anxiety, stress, overwhelm, bad relationships, low self-worth because nobody is actually training them. You know, it's mm. like, imagine if an Olympian went to the Olympics without training, without you know, um, coaches without somebody actually walking them through their purpose. Yes. And so today women are un, un, unskilled. Mm. Don't We make 35,000 decisions a day. Yes. How to make the most important decisions of our lifetime without decision-making skill, without guidance, without boundary skill, without mind management and emotional command. I mean, hundreds of skills yeah. that 
I truly believe would transform the way we transform other people's lives if somebody just showed us how. So really the school, the man's school, the whole school is to give mindset and skill set training. And the way I see training is that you can read a book on boundaries and never know how to actually mm-hmm. communicate boundaries. You can know yeah. about routine and execute routine because just like you go to the gym, you condition yourself. Absolutely. It's like you have to do the workout and you can do three pull-ups. And yeah. So training is about conditioning your mind, body, and spirit so that you can become who you are created to be. So our mission is to rebuild culture one whole person at a time. Wow. And that is so inspiring. <laughs> I think it's necessary. I think it's needed. I think that, you know, the crisis today I find is that people are unfulfilled. Mm. there are parts of their life that they don't like they hate broken and the problem is that it bleeds into the other parts of their life absolutely and so we um we don't we're not happy yeah peaceful we're not becoming who god created us to be and centered he talked about mind soul spirit you know i feel like sometimes we focus on one and not the other and all three are important it's important to have the spiritual wholeness but also your health and wellness and your body and going to the gym and so finding that blend between the three of them very 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 important yeah i think the word we call it is integration and if you Mm. feel is that yeah every part of us actually equally matters because our mental health impacts our emotional health, our physical, mm-hmm. spiritual health. And if not yet, it will. And yeah. our health impacts our intimacy, how we show up. To Absolutely. It impacts our friendship. It impacts our, the way we contribute to the world, impacts our family life. So the idea is that we are to be stewards of our life of wholeness and mm-hmm. take responsibility because otherwise I think, you know, if you're not paying attention to your yeah. mental health, your emotional health, eventually you're going to not, you're going to hate your job. <laughs> exactly. Gonna, not grow in your faith, then you're, yeah. you're gonna rob yourself of, of, of your intimacy. So I think I think we want to introduce to the world stage a new language of seeing with eyes of wholeness. Mm, I love that. Seeing with eyes of wholeness. That's beautiful. Absolutely beautiful. Um, so let's hone in on women, you know, because again, I was really intrigued by your profile <laughs> because you were focused on I'm big on empowering women, you know. And we know that women wear many hats, wife, mom, businesswoman. Woman, how have you been able to balance it all? I know we're chatting a little bit before we started this podcast. You know, you talked about boundaries, so critical in this time and age. How can women who are listening balance it all? Maybe you could share some tips that has helped you succeed. Yeah, I thank you for that question. I think that the secret to to life, to a beautiful life is no secret at all. It's discipline. Mm. And so I tell women the life that you deeply desire that is in harmony with the highest good is yours for the taking. Yeah. Not only is it yours for the taking, you were designed for it, but you have to pay the price for it. Absolutely. And, and the price for it is at a life of discipline. So what I tell myself is that in order for me to develop the skill of boundaries, I have to write my boundary skills. I have to mm-hmm. know my script. I have to exercise. I have to condition myself. And so I really am so in- intentional. I've had to be honestly, because I don't have a choice, but to look at every part of my life and say, okay, this is how, who the, the, the January Donovan that I'm, I'm learning to become. This is yeah. the exercise. This is what I eat. This is what my friendship should look like. This is my intimacy. This is a, no matter, I just finished writing a book and. Oh, congratulations. So, thank you. And it was like, I only literally had three weeks to write the book because oh, wow. it crumbled, but it yeah. was like, did you have date night? You need to make sure you're cho- so literally I have to say no 90% of the time in my life so that I can, yeah. I always say, say, say yes. No 
Yeah. I say no to the good things so I can say to the great things in my life. Exactly. I think it's, it's a skill Mm. because it's not only boundaries. It's also managing our mind. It's also not, you know, being, um, can you not having, knowing that our worth is, is, is unconditional that I don't have to prove myself. Yeah. So, um, how do I do it? I think I'm a student. That's probably what it is. I love the word discipline as well, because I'm part of the, you know, Job Maxwell team and where he talks about is do it now, have that discipline. So just growing up from that mindset has started to help me view life differently, you know, so discipline is key. Absolutely. Absolutely. Um, One more question. I'll be speaking with him actually in Atlanta. Oh, that's amazing. Yeah, I saw that on your website. That yeah. is so exciting. Which is such an honor. I just think he has such a profound impact in some people's he lives. And it's really an honor and a privilege to feel like- you, On the same stage with John Maxwell. That well, is, you're a yeah. mentor, you know? Yeah. I feel like God is so faithful. Yeah. I actually don't seek the stage. It's something that I don't necessarily oh, enjoy. Yeah. Part of my life. But, but it finds you. Yeah. Well, I think I think there's grace for the call. Mm. And whatever it is that's necessary and we have to do well we have this was quote in our school we, we do what yeah. we don't want to do at the highest level because that's mm. what winners do and it's like you have to do <laughs> um yeah so um so yeah I do it with grit and grace and that's probably you know and I won't you know it really would be crazy if I say if I didn't say that the only way this is possible is because I have prayed for my husband for years <laughs> he truly is a man of discipline and he's a that's truly good. And I supportive think so. husband. Yeah. yeah. But I think we invest on in our growth individually. Okay. Which allows us to really be able to create a harmony in our home and in our marriage and our marriage has gotten better after 16 years and we build a business. Oh, congratulations. So, um, it, I, I am so grateful for him, for his yes, for his own interior discipline. Absolutely. That's the secret to just, you can't really do it on your own. Absolutely. It's a team effort. Yeah. Um, so let's talk about motherhood. You know, you're, I'm a mother of three or mother of eight. What advice will you give to mothers as they start to maximize and help them maximize the season of motherhood, essentially? Okay. So I think there would be three things. Okay. Model being a woman of vision. Mm. Every mother needs to model dreaming because the narrative that we have is that mothers have to trade their dreams for motherhood. And I just think that's important. Yeah. I truly yeah. believe that the purpose of a dream is for us to become who we're created to be. And that dreaming, there's a dream for every season in our life when there's a dream for when you have a young child, there's a dream for when your children grow old. It's unique to that season. So Absolutely. I don't want, I, I, I believe mothers need to learn how to dream. And there's this distinction between goal setting and dreaming, which is what we teach mm, in school. Yeah. Most women are taught how to goal set if they are even taught, not how to dream. know how to dream dreaming requires us to not know it requires inspiration it requires us to you know to have something that we're excited and scared at the same time mm. and it's a vision of something that we aspire to so number one is that mothers need to know how to dream wow. number two mothers need to learn the skill of designing a life of wholeness mm. it's a skill to be able to look at every part of your life with every it's like you're your own business owner you're like what is my health look like what am i eating what am i not eating what am i what am i exercising what's my friendship look like we need to model for our children what it's like to give from a cup that is full. I but love that. The only way we do that is a third leg of the stool, which is we need to personally develop ourselves. which means that every day we literally study. Mm. Uh, how do you do it, January? I study every day. I study. I literally make an effort to study. I write scripts. I train myself. I, you know, expand because I, you never arrive. Yeah. 
you know, always learning. Yeah. You're always evolving to your highest levels. So those are the three things I tell mother have a vision because a woman without a vision perishes. That's the Mm -hmm. develop a life of wholeness, which is that allows you to have your cup full. Yeah. Redevelop yourself. And those things really, you know, the person developing ourselves requires so much humility. It's not absolutely. Yeah. And to develop a life of wholeness, actually, it comes from a scripture, um, be perfect as your heavenly father is perfect. Yeah. Perfect comes from the word teleos, which is to be complete, to be whole. Okay. Mm-hmm. So we have to be stewards of every part of our life. Absolutely. Um, so that's what I, I tell mother is that be a woman of discipline and model for your children the life. Yeah. I love when you say give from a cup that is full because for the longest time I think in my 20s I wondered why I would always burn out because I was giving but I wasn't refilling I wasn't investing in myself and so now in my 30s I'm changing that mindset that my cup will overflow that's from where I give to others you know from a life that is centered that is whole and I didn't know about the um that that I think is a Greek word you talked about so I just learned something new. Tell you. Yeah. yeah tell, uh, tell you. But you know, it's like, interesting yeah. that we talk so much about our culture, about giving, 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 yeah. but we don't actually talk about the virtue of receptivity mm. and to receive is the only way we're ever going to sustainably give. And what does Absolutely. it mean to receive? Yeah. It means that we're nourishing ourselves with the things that help us grow. It means that we're designing our life. It means that we're very intentional about the things that actually give us rest and peace. And so we can't keep talking about giving without talking about receiving. Yes. And I think it's, that's what we need as mothers is that how do you receive mm. so that we can give without being burnt out? Yes. That's beautiful. So that leads me to my next question about Mm -hmm. self-care, right? So as mothers, again, we tend to prioritize everybody else but ourselves as women. You're like, I got to cook. I have to do this. I have to do that Mm -hmm. for the home. You know, in a very fast-paced world, how can women carve out time for self-care? And what regimen or routines do you recommend for self-care? Yeah. So the way we teach self-care, it's that it has to be in layers. I think the Mm self-care that's being promoted right now is uh, the physical self-care, Yeah, get your nails done, go shopping. Exactly. That's, you know, I think there's a, there's, there, that's a part, but that's the first layer. Mm. The second layer of self-care is your emot- mental and emotional self-care. What do you yes. mean? I mean that you have to journal, you have to process, you have to think because ultimately you can't really just fix the symptoms of getting your nails done when your heart is broken. Absolutely. You have to get into the next level of self-care that I don't think we talk about. That's an interior care of our soul. Mm. Third layer of self-care, your spiritual self-care where who am I? What's my purpose? What am I doing? Why am I here? And it, it brings you back to your purpose. And I think yeah. when we talk about self-care, we have to talk about the integrated human person. Because I think that's part of the issue is that even the way we talk about work-life balance, we talk about sort of like a balance, not an yeah. yeah, It's integrated. We're not sort of this, com, you know, discompartmentalized. Yeah. Human. And Absolutely. so that's what I think of self-care. So for me personally, you know, there's things that I enjoy physically. I, you know, I, I, I really love to be able to go out with my husband. I feel like that's yeah. just out to dinner. Or, yeah. Yeah. We, we have Friday night's dinner or, um, you know, I love a good shopping, but self-care yeah. means that 
you know, I take some time, whether it's monthly or ever quarterly to really have a time for quiet, a whole day of quiet, or maybe yeah. six, eight hours and yeah. retreat and yeah. rest and process and think and not have eight kids go mom, mom, which I love, yes. you know, but I think longer time for pondering, but knowing how yeah. to ponder and we're not taught how to do that. So yes. women actually, as I've trained thousands of women across the world mm-hmm. and you know, there is a fear of if I'm alone, I don't know what to do with myself. I'm afraid of actually the quietness of my thoughts. Yeah. And so we need to learn how to teach women to do that and then teach them to ask questions. So I would say that. And I think the self-care really uh, prayer and going yeah. into purpose. Um, that's what I would say is to make that part of my daily habit of um, taking care of myself, you know, just yeah. like getting out in the morning and knowing I, I tell my kids, I'm like, no, it, mommy is putting makeup on. It's the, it's my presentation skills. And <laughs> down, like watch yeah. your old brother. Yeah. And they know it. They, they set the expectation. And so they, they, you know, we, we get to model for them self-care that's sort of integrated the physical, Absolutely. the mental, the spiritual. Beautiful. Beautiful. I love that. You said being alone with your thoughts. A lot mm-hmm. of us aren't alone with our thoughts. Our minds are always racing. I think for me, it's just about a year or two that I started to have quiet time and really just shut out the noise, switch off my phone for like an hour or two and just like journal my thoughts. Yeah. And it's very refreshing because at the end of the day, I feel lighter putting it down on paper. So amazing. Amazing. I think you covered my question about a wholeness. One other area is energy how can people feel energized wholesome in a world that's always taking 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 i think you've touched upon it already you know retreating having time for prayer and meditation any other things or tips you can give even as we try to cl- close yeah. out the session i want to say pay attention to what put you put in your body uh that's mm. one of the things i was telling my children the other day because i to write this book and part of writing this book is i actually had to manage my what i ate Mm. Because what I ate impacted how I wrote. Wow. And and I know that about myself. My children know yeah. it. It's a culture we have at home. And so um, to have optimal energy means that we have to be responsible to actually what gives us energy, energy in our thoughts, energy in our body. Yeah. And so yeah. attention to the external, you know, circumstances, um, external things that we put in our body. So that's one of the things that I, you know, invite people and in that, that we pay attention and we become better stewards of the temple that we have. Absolutely. Um, And study, like I tell my children, study what you eat and how it makes you feel Mm. because everybody's different. You know, like I, my husband can have carbs and I can't, and I love rice. (laughs) I can Filipino, but (laughs) my family's pre-diabetic and so is a lot of sort of our, our families. And so I can't have it without crashing. And so I think- I can relate. (laughs) Yes. I can relate. Yeah, there's a physical, you know, energy, but I also think that a lack of a dream robs us of energy because we're Mm. actually spinning our wheels. When I mean, we don't have a direction in our life. We actually get emotionally tired because we're running in the same place without knowing where we're going. So Mm. there's a physical- Like going around in circles. We're running with our head cut off the same day. We're not waking up every day and we're like, I know exactly what the vision is for this month. I know exactly. Sort of there's that pinnacle they know the summit of our lives and so it sounds silly but when you're running on in circles you actually get tired yes and dizzy so having a clear vision in your life actually gives you energy and honestly what gives you energy is having to learn how to say no yes 
because you're not wasting your energy. We make 35,000. Exactly. Exactly. And that actually burns out energy. So yeah. Um, just acquiring new skills helps us conserve energy because what would take us two hours in, in, in maybe a conversation that's draining could take us yeah. five minutes because we know how to communicate ourselves effectively. Or maybe Absolutely. cleaning the kitchen for two hours yeah. could be only half an hour because we have the skill to be able to, whatever that is, skill. Absolutely. So there's a conservation of skill, I mean, a conservation of energy when we expand our skill set. That's beautiful. And I loved how you tied the element of health and fitness, right? What you eat impacts how you feel. For me, I know that I've started to cut down on carbs because I just feel drained and heavy and and sleepy. I'm like, why do I feel that way? And it's so different when I eat other things, right? So just being aware of our bodies, treating it like a temple, like you mentioned, so beautiful. Um, One question before we wrap up. So as we head into the Christmas season, what are some of your favorite traditions for you and your family? So gosh, I love Christmas because it's a Christmas for us with eight kids is simple. And I love that we, every morning we put on um, instrumental Christmas music. Oh, We put on music, put in Christmas time, we put on instrumental Christmas music. And um, it's just a great way to rally. You know, I love a sacred morning where it's peaceful and I think we can learn how to do that. So, and then in the evening we gather at night and we have a Christmas music with a tree and it's uh-huh. just part of tradition. And we pray together as a family every night. Um, and then uh, we bake a cake for Jesus right before. Oh, uh, that's beautiful. <laughs> we hide the, um, the three Kings. Yeah. Right before Christmas when they get, wake up the younger kids. Cause the older kids obviously are not. Yeah. Hide the three Kings. And then we blow a cake for Jesus. The, la- the last thing we do our presents so that it's not. the okay. We write a letter yeah. to Jesus. Um, and we actually, it's my permission not to cook on, on Christmas. Christmas day. That's beautiful. So Cause mommy it. gets to rest. Well, I want to enjoy them, you know, yeah. I want to enjoy. And so th- we actually have for years just ordered Chinese food because it's the only thing oh. open or, on I'll, make Christmas lasagna, day, yeah. Christmas day. <laughs> or, or I'll make lasagna as a leftover for the next yeah. day. So we, um, we make one same cake every single year and that's a cobbler. Um, oh. And so, yeah, that's a, just a, a, tra- a tradition that we have. That is so beautiful. Yeah. You know, I think at the end of the day, we sometimes forget that it's about the memories you're making with the family members and your unit versus just the gifts and cooking up a storm and then you're tired and you can't even be there and be present with the kids. So that's something, a tradition I think I will start with the music and maybe ordering food on Christmas Day because I stress out with cooking all the time. That's a boundary. Yes. It's a boundary to say, no, mommy's not cooking. Yeah. Mommy's not, you know, it's it's about. We're gonna sit around and talk and enjoy a nice movie together or yeah. nice music together. Absolutely, January. How can people get in touch with you if people are interested in party being a part of your school and you know enrolling in your program or just following you on social media? How can yeah. they do that? Thank you. Uh, you can find us at thewomanschool.com okay. or the Wholeness Coaching School where we teach women how to build a business as mentors and make money as a mentor. It's a really, um, a very beautiful, profound way that women can actually earn a living just doing what they really love, which is serving uh, women and men. Um, you can find me there. And then also our Instagram, January Donovan, or uh, the woman's school. You can find also the man's school, the wholeness coaching school, Facebook, Instagram. We're now apparently in TikTok as well. And um, we are launching our podcast, which is um, Redefine Success for Women. That's the book that I'm writing coming out in January. 
Uh, and so um, you can also find that, I think, in a local bookstore. Um, and so, yeah, that's amazing. Um, amazing you know that is so inspiring first of all congratulations on your new book that's mm -hmm. coming out congratulations on your podcast and all the amazing things you're doing for women and men and people all across the globe thanks again for joining my podcast and guys until next time this is faith and purpose podcast and my name is ogechi uchatu thanks for joining yeah